Hello and welcome back to the Kingdom LA Support Podcast. Today I've been joined by John Reid. Great to be here. Uh, John Reid's the founder of Clean Up Britain and we'll be talking about litter today. Thank you for coming back and joining us at the Kingdom LA Support podcast. I'm joined here today by John Reid, founder of Clean Up Britain. And obviously, I'm John Roberts, head of service at Kingdom LA Support. John, thanks for joining us today. You're welcome. Great to be here. Um, just want to start off um, with a quick question of what made you want to set up Clean Up Britain? Well, the reason I started it actually 11 years ago was just purely um, out of sadness anger and embarrassment really about the um, state of this country. We're very, very lucky to live in a beautiful country and it is a beautiful country. It rains most of the time admittedly, not today, but generally it does. But it's a beautiful country and far too many of our fellow citizens treat it like a rubbish tip. Um, and they drop litter and fly tip and generally pollute the country in a way that I haven't seen in any other Western developed countries. And I've lived in France, I've lived in Spain, and I've, I've been to most European countries, I'm sure you have as well, and you just don't see the levels of littering and pollution um, that you do uh, in this country. So I just felt incredibly embarrassed about it. I was on a 400-mile trip from Edinburgh to London with my wife, and I didn't see 100 metres that didn't have litter on it. And as you can imagine, I was whinging like hell. And she said, why don't you just do something about it then? You've got the skills. I'm a sort of professional campaigner. I've run 27 national, international campaigns, all sorts. And um, she said, you've got the experience and contacts. Why don't you do something about it? By the time I got to London, I thought, yeah, I will do. She now tells me that is the single sentence she most regrets in her whole <laughs> life. So, uh, obviously, you talk about campaigns. One of the campaigns that we've joined you on and, and we work closely with you on is your educational campaign. Um, when we started this, we, we, you, you've aimed this campaign at the 7 to 11-year-olds. Was there a reason for wanting to start at, at that point, considering that the teenagers 16 to 19 are the biggest offenders that we find through the UK for, for littering? Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, all children, really, from seven years old up to about 18, if you can call 18-year-olds children, are guilty of, of littering, or most of them are. Um, we also know, of course, all of us, that primary school children are more what I'd describe as biddable. They're more open to persuasion and to education than teenagers who, of course, are starting to develop uh, hormones and all the rest of it and are less likely to listen to authority and teachers and parents, etc. So we started off, we decided we would develop the primary school education resource. As you say, we're working closely with yourselves on that, mm -hmm. which is fantastic. And it's brilliant to be working uh, with Kingdom Local Authority support on this and, um, and other things. And so we developed that with a view to uh, testing that in various primary schools. And we've also now developed the, the secondary schools resource pack as well, which of course is very, very different because we're dealing with sort of 13 to 18 year olds as opposed to seven to 11 year olds. Yeah, I mean, I used the uh, the seven to 11 year old pack in my, my boys' school. Yeah. Um, where I delivered it to the uh, two, two, there's two classes per year, the, the year six classes, um, just before they're obviously moving up this summer in, into into secondary school and we had uh, you know some really good feedback off of it is there's a lot there's a lot in there that they learned there's a lot of stats that really sort of made it sink into 
the the effects that littering can have as, as they grow up and we we set up some campaigns they're going to do posters for us and everything else really? so we'll we'll share them obviously with you as well so we can we can see where we can we can do things uh, around that Fantastic. um so yeah so the 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 educational pack you said with the with the the older groups, the seniors. What's is that? What's more involved in that one then? Because obviously it's a lot of videos and uh, quizzes within the the junior side. Yes. Yeah. I mean the the junior side or sort of primary school one is trying to make it fun and interactive really for them, so they get excited hopefully, and there's an element of competition. What, uh, the the one the secondary schools education uh, resource is is much more hard hitting, really, and it's trying to really enforce reinforce to these. Uh, young adults, shall we call them, really, about it's not cool, it's not smart to be polluting your environment. And actually, isn't it, it's interesting, John, I mean, one of the things I do when speaking to people think, you know, one of the biggest challenges we've got in this world now is global warming. Mm -hmm. And how are we going to deal with global warming if we can't even get people to put litter in a, in a bin? Yeah. I mean, it's the, the, the young generation, the teenagers and younger, the world is theirs for the future. Um, unfortunately, you know, I'm 60 plus now, so it's uh, time's running out, so to speak. But for them, it really is. They've got to ensure that they look after where they live. And it isn't smart and it isn't clever. And I think a lot of them realise it anyway. But unfortunately, there's a hard minority. You know that as, you know, the country's leading private sector enforcement company. You know that there are a hard core of people who just behave badly yeah don't listen one percent the one percent as we say um so what have you found has been your biggest challenge in dealing with local authorities and, and trying to get them to change uh, into taking action against littering um how long we got um <laughs> okay well first of all no i'm just joking of course uh, but um what is probably the the single most difficult issue really I think is that there are a lot of local authorities who just don't enforce the law it's as simple as that and we recently did a freedom of information piece of research amongst 169 councils in England which as you know is over 50% of the councils in England and we found that 74% of them either didn't enforce the law at all okay they had a policy of not enforcing it like my local Council, yep. I'll name check them, Warwick District Council, don't enforce the law. I've sat with the leader, that's their policy, not to enforce it. Or, secondly, these councils that attempted to do so were giving out on average less than one fine a week. Less than one fine a week. So essentially, for all intents and purposes, they're not doing it either. So, so basically, three out of four councils are not enforcing the law. So it's almost that case of the the fine against being the risk of being caught just doesn't weigh up, so it doesn't change in those local areas. Littering will always be a problem because the chance of getting caught, of, of, well, as you just said, very very short, one person a day out of you know a population of one hundred and fifty thousand in a lot of these areas. Yeah, one a week actually it is it's one a week. One a sorry. Week. So yeah. they're literally, you know. So the the thing about what Clean Up Britain's all about is behavioural change. We want to see sustained behavioural change, and we know that's a very difficult thing to do. You know, it's a very difficult thing to do. I'm old enough, unfortunately, to remember, and uh, in the seventies and eighties, you know, people used to go out and drink dry quite a lot. There was that horrible joke have one for the road, yes. which was have a pint for the road. You know, that sort of attitude, by and large in society now, has gone. Yeah, of course, there are still a few people who drink and drive, particularly they get caught around Christmas and all the rest of it. But by and large, drink driving, I think, in mainstream society in Britain has become completely antisocial. 
-hmm. because everyone realizes it's just incredibly dangerous bad thing to be doing now i'm not trying to say littering's on the same sort of scale but we need the same sort of cultural change in this country we need to un understand that but yet people to understand that what they're doing is polluting their own environment where they live and their family lives and and secondly part of the behavior change is that they have to have a fear factor really john about thinking there's a chance upon me i could get caught Yes. I could get caught. Now, I don't know about you, but every time I'm driving along and I see a yellow piece of metal square by the side of the road, I think if I'm going too quickly, it just might flash and take my number plate. And I don't want three pints. Oh, I do want three pints, sorry. Uh, three points. <laughs> um, and a 150 quid fine or whatever it is. So, and you see it all the time. You know, people slow down. And that's behavior change because they realize there's a, the risk equation is quite high there. So in other words, that camera may well be turned on. If they're speeding, they'll take a photo and they'll get a fine through the post. So since 2018, obviously the littering fine has been increased and a, a fixed penance notice can be set up to 150 pounds. What's your view? Do you feel that's enough to make people change their behaviors within society through litter? I think it's totally, totally unsatisfactory, unfortunately. Look, there's two elements really here. Uh, first of all, the fine's just not big enough. You know, and I know from speaking to many councils, most of them are defaulting to about £800 fine. You will know better than I do that if people pay within 14 working days, whatever it is, they often get a 50% discount. So they might get away with a 40 quid fine. If you're a average 23, 24 year old going out with his girlfriend, you'll spend that on a Friday night with carrying a few beers. It's not a big deal. No. It's not going to something that's going to keep them awake at night. Therefore, it's not a deterrent. So in other words, even those councils, and as we've established, three quarters are not enforcing the law, but even those that are, are giving out these derisory fines. And they are derisory. And let's look at, I was in America a couple of years ago, so I'm driving down American Highway, there's signs everywhere saying, it's a $1,000 fine for littering. Okay. $1,000. If you go to Massachusetts, it's $10,000. $10,000 in Massachusetts. You go to New South Wales, it's 2,200 Aussie dollars. The fines do not send the proper message and unfortunately, this is because of the spinelessness of civil servants and politicians who, for some reason, are in this country, they're just willing, they're not willing to confront people who are basically breaking the criminal law. And, you know, we lobbied hard to get that fine level increase from £850. Oh, we didn't want 150 we were lobbying for at least 500 then. We've now got a national campaign with Britain's leading media group, Reach PLC, where we're asking for a £1,000 fine to be introduced in this country. A £1,000 fine. So, obviously, from the fixed penny notice, from the first instance, you're looking at a 1000 You You would be asking for a £1,000 to be issued for that, crop, that change to happen automatically. We're asking for £1,000. Sorry, you've just dropped your McDonald's. £1,000 <laughs> fine, that's cost you. What do you mean? That's the law, £1,000. That will make you think about it in the future, won't it? Unfortunately, what we've got at the moment is, is just a law that doesn't work. You know, nobody cares, as I've just explained, really, even the councils that are enforcing. I mean, you can get away with a 40 quid fine, even if you get caught. It really, in behavioural change terms, and we work with Le Britain's leading centre of behavioural change analysis, Warwick Business School at the University of Warwick, and they'll say the same thing. So, in other words, our politicians need to start getting some guts, and they need to start changing the law, because it doesn't work. And the evidence is all around the country. It's lying everywhere. 
So obviously, as you all know from some of the, the stats you've seen through uh, the freedom of information, on average, a fine through a court uh, is only being handed out at around about £450, although that can go up to 2500 2, yeah. yeah. So obviously, there's there's an educational thing, not just with local authorities, but with, with the, the court systems as well, yeah. to be able to show the impact of this. I mean, do you think 2,500 would be the maximum? Do you think that's something we should see more of the courts giving out uh, to, to, be, to, to get the, the change in, in society? I agree with you. I think, unfortunately, as, as you said, the courts themselves, even when it goes to magistrates' courts, are giving out pretty low fines. They can go to £2,500, as you rightly say. They're giving out 20% of that at most, probably. So the government needs to be giving clear guidance, and of course the government can give clear guidance to magistrates, that actually they're expecting them to impose fines of, I don't know, maybe £2,000 minimum. The, the question here is, look, we're not trying to penalise people unnecessarily, but these are people who have broken the law. Mm -hmm. And also, the, the thing I, I say to people is that this is a criminal offence, one. People mostly don't know that. And secondly, it's a crime against what I describe as a crime against society. Now, if I break into your house, it's a crime. Yes. But it's basically me committing the crime against you. The problem is, we all go out into the environment and into what is a naturally beautiful country, Britain, and all we see is a deluge of litter. And I have to suffer it. You have to suffer it. Hence, crime against society. And this is something the government don't seem to realise either. So there almost needs to be a new category here. And I'm not trying to say it's a crime against humanity, but it's a crime against society. People need to be discouraged. And the, the, the issue is here, let's get very real about this, and unfortunately many politicians don't really seem to understand this, not all, but many, is that, you know, if there is no clear deterrent to doing something, people will do it. They'll break the law. It's just as simple as that. But they will be put off. I gave you the example of the, you know, with the... Uh, traffic cameras. It, it works because people fear the consequences. The issue about litter is that there are virtually no consequences. It's almost a, a, a crime without a punishment. If it wasn't for guys like you, it would be. Um, th thank you for that one. Um, yeah, so obviously we've been working closely together, as we've said, through, 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 yeah. through the different bits and pieces that we've done uh, with the education and, and, and um, sharing the data uh, on on the number of FPNs, um, what would you like to see each local authority do going forward? I mean, if there was anything you could ask ask for. Look, I I I sometimes get contacted by local authorities and, and advice or telling us what they're doing and everything. And it, to me, the stats don't lie. The councils that are succeeding in terms of actually giving out fines on a regular basis are the ones that use private sector enforcement companies and your company kingdom is the leading one in the market and um uh i want to see increasingly councils use private sector enforcement companies because it just they're better at the job because you're specialists in it councils do a whole range of things mm -hmm. and they have a whole range of fines to give out look i'm often i often hear and people say oh but they're good at giving out fines for cars and stuff for parking and they are but of course i've never yet seen a car speak back to an enforcement officer <laughs> yeah they don't they're not rude to them, they don't spit on them and everything. You know, it's a very easy job to give a fine to a car. It's a little bit different to your average 18 year old thug in Moss Side and you know, or wherever it may be. So it's a difficult job, really is a difficult job. And you can tell from the way I speak, 
And, um, you know, I'm passionate about trying to see something done about this. But even though I'm probably one of the most sensitised peoples in this country, unfortunately, about litter, I hardly ever see anyone dropping it. And I'm looking for it. So that's how difficult it is. It's a really difficult job. We need specialists. We need professionals like yourselves to be able to do that and companies who operate with a high level of integrity and professionalism. And that's what I'd be urging uh, councils to uh, to speak to people like yourselves. And there are probably only two or three leading companies and, 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 and Kingdom Local Authority support undoubtedly lead the pack. And I'm, I'm not trying to make a plug for anyone in particular than to say, please speak to them, see what they can, what, what deals can be done. And uh, I think some councils that uh, have done that have been pleasantly surprised. And that's what I'd ask them to be doing and enforcing the law, because as we've talked about, too many at the moment are just not doing it. They're abrogating their responsibilities. It's almost like it's in the too hard to handle category. Mm -hmm. They'll give out fines for parking because anyone can do that. Anyone. And they make money out of that. That's why they do it. Let's be clear. Okay. Um, we were having a conversation just before, obviously, we started here today. Yeah. Um, and, we, and we were talking about um, private land issues that come, yeah. come up when, when, when dealing um have you got any, uh, your your views on that? Pri you know, pr private land and and green spaces sort of not having the visibility that you know you see within the town centres uh, and everything else. Well, you, you're the experts uh, on that, not me. But <laughs> there are huge swathes of public land. Obviously, I say public land open. That's the exact definition. But the National Trust, for instance, owns huge swathes of land in this country. Yeah, but it is open to the public. Yes. So my understanding of clearly then is that people who go onto that land and despoil it, pollute it, are breaking uh, the law and can be fined. So would you like to see more done around the National Trust? And, and I think and actually, funnily enough, the National Trust to me have not yet stepped up to the mark. I really would like them to. They've got a considerable amount of clout in this country. They own huge swathes of land, some beautiful houses. I'm a member and have been for many years, so I'm not taking an unnecessary swipe at them at all. But they are a leading institution in Britain. Uh, I've seen virtually nothing from them about saying, yeah, it's, we get behind people like Clean Up Britain to try and get people to change their behaviour. Whether it's because they're worried about um, aggravating or intimidating or their, uh, their customers, I don't know. I can't imagine it is. But I think, you know, pretty houses and gardens is fine. But, you know, there's the rest of the country as well. And I'd like to see them taking a stronger view, not just them, but others besides. We're, yeah, we've, so with littering being obviously the forefront of what you do, um, there there are um, obviously land, landowners uh, uh, can be can be held responsible as well. Is there is there anything sort of um, in the future for Clean Up Britain uh, around uh, other offences that you see, whether you know dog control orders? These all obviously affect other green spaces and open, it, it, what, what, what's your view for, 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 for that side of the, these offences too? Yeah, I mean, I think the thing about littering, look, I know and you know littering is the most, isn't the most important thing the world's got to face. But actually, to me, the problem with it is that it's sort of symptomatic of wider malaises in society. And I think we see this in many facets of life. And it's people having a lack of respect for other people, mm -hmm. a lack of respect for their surroundings and for their environment, and a lack of civic pride. And that's what I think is the really, really sad thing. We seem to have lost, or a significant 
percentage of the population seems to have lost those sort of values and thinks that they can do what they want when they want. And that absolutely shouldn't be the case. And the problem about something like littering, as, as you probably know, I'm sure you know all about Rudolf Giuliani when he was mayor in New York and everything, and he had this concept of trying to clean up New York. Mm-hmm. And it was this broken windows theory, and it started from low-level littering, as he yes. put it, and escalated up the crime ladder. So it's a way of getting into crime almost, and you think, oh, really, a dropping a packet of crisps or a McDonald's or whatever. But anyway, the concept behind it is that it just sends a bad message to society and to people in it that if it's okay just to live in the dump, do what the hell you want when you want. And I just think, unfortunately, our government has been far too soft on this issue for too long. And this is not a political point. All politicians have from whether it's the Labour Party, the Conservative Party. And one of the things I was saying earlier, we need to send a clear message and we need the fine to be put up to a really serious level. Now, that isn't enough. I'm well aware of that. Many people have pointed out to me and I say, yeah, it's a fair point. So you need the fine, but you need the enforcement to go with it. And unless you have the enforcement, I mean, the fine can be a million pounds, but obviously if no one's getting the fine, it doesn't make any difference. And the problem is at the moment, most people, I always speak to people about this, of course, when I'm not trying to bore them rigid, but <laughs> nobody seems to know anyone who's ever been caught littering, unless probably the, you're working in that area. But, <laughs> you know, literally, it's, a, it's, it's almost like an unpunishable offence. And that is the problem in behavioural science terms, is that the, the risk equation is just slanted heavily towards the person who's committing the crime. They know their chances of being caught in many areas are zilch. I mean, where I live in the West Midlands, they are zero. I can walk up and down the high street. I can chuck anything anywhere I want. Nobody will say anything to me. Nobody. So, you know, there's a problem there. But the the final thing I'd say as well is that um, I want to see, we want to see a change in the law elsewhere. Because at the moment, it's too difficult to prosecute children. And you alluded to it yourself. We all know that if children start getting bad habits at early age, they're much more likely to continue those later on in life. And we need the ability, and I think you need the ability, to be able to prosecute 16-, 17-, 18-year-olds who are beneath the, the, that, that adulthood age or beneath 18. And I'd like to see, we'd like to see a new law in relation to vicarious liability. Okay. So somebody becomes, so they're, they're behaving badly, sorry, I'm only a kid, 16-17, fine. Your parents get the £1,000 fine. Then maybe your dad will have a word with you and get home. He's not going to Mallorca now, is he? Because he's got a thousand quid fine. So I would like to see, we would like to see the principle of vicarious liability. So basically it's handed from the child to the parents or the guardians or whoever there is legally looking after them. And they take responsibility. And we, it's, it's, it's a problem we have in Britain, a lack of responsibility. And unfortunately, a lot of it is to do with the fact that many of our politicians are too spineless to deal with it. And that's the reality. The great thing about what people like myself and David and Jeremy Paxman and others do is that we don't have to kowtow to voters. We just tell the truth. And that's what we, we, we tell the truth. We tell it as it is. And that's the great thing. And ours is a you know, not-for-profit national campaign. It's a great thing to be very liberating. So, and we think a lot of people would support that that change in the law. So you talk about changing law, uplifting the the fixed penalty notice, and we, we've kept everything really at this point in time uh, legal in, in in that it's a criminal offence to drop. Yeah. Obviously, since two thousand eighteen, um, there obviously a change in the legislation to bring in uh, littering from vehicles against the keeper outside of London, um, but. 
obviously that's brought a, a very uh, different dynamic into the way the enforcement can happen with councils because it's a it, it can only be a civil penalty so it, it doesn't go through a magistrate's courts it has to go through you know it's, it's very own it's very own process very much like a parking ticket would what's your views on that would you like to see a change made so that it's all kept one you know litter is criminal so it's always criminal um <laughs> As with most things, I'd like it to be kept as simplified as possible. Mm -hmm. And let's give credit where credit's due. I know sometimes I personally sound as if I'm always having a go at people or whatever, but I actually like to think I give credit to people who are doing the right things. Fortunately, most people don't seem to be doing the right things, so they deserve getting kicked, not least DEFRA and the government. But anyway, that's another story. Um, so, yeah, look, it was great when that change in the law that you've rightly said was brought in. And so it was no longer necessary to identify exactly who threw the litter out, yes. but just the registered keeper of the vehicle. And regardless of whether that person threw it out or not, or one of his or her friends, they got the fine. Fantastic. But we need to, I think we do need a slimmed down, very simplified uh, category there, whereby um, the sort of the blur between the, the, the civil and the criminal element is, is is ironed out a little bit because people are a bit confused I think about that thing well is that, can they can they still be fined in the same way can what the evidence threshold do we need to have and all the rest of it so I don't know I haven't actually seen the up-to-date figures to see how many people have been caught on camera and I'll ask you here actually because I often get asked by people if I'm going but if I'm driving behind you and I see stuff come out your vehicle and I've got a dash cam mm -hmm. And it's recorded the vehicle, the, the, your vehicle, and, and the litter coming out. Is that good enough level of evidence to say to my local council, "Look, I was driving by this, but look at this footage. There's the registration plate. There's the McDonald's stuff going out. Is that good enough or not?" People often ask me that. Yeah, um, it's it, it, it is good enough if it's time stamped and it's got clearly um, clearly uh, the 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 registration plate from from the vehicle. Um, and you can clearly see that it's come from that car. Um, we work for a number of councils where they will use uh, dash cams from themselves, not necessarily from, from members of the public, um, but on another podcast, and we spoke on the last one about uh, our partnership also with uh, another organisation, Clear Waste, where we're trying to get people to um, submit evidence through their app to make it public knowledge for them so the councils get a long list of here's the offences I've noticed in my in my constituency what what you what you're going to do about it so yes it's it's enough there obviously what we tend to need is not just the footage but also a witness statement to say at this time and date I, I captured uh, the footage of litter coming out of this car uh, and we tend to find that's where we don't get the support all the time from members of the public because they might they wouldn't want to turn up to court to give evidence if it ever got to that stage. Right, but in in summary, though, really, the somebody having dash cam footage behind a vehicle, as long as he's got the date stamp on it and the, the time, the, the the registration plate clearly visible, yeah, and you can see whatever it is coming out the window clearly. Yeah, as that's long fine. As you clearly notify that it's come from that vehicle then that should be enough for them to be able to review And it. I'm often asked as well, saying, well, if, okay, because quite a few people have dash cam stuff now they as well. Do, yeah. I mean, not them, but there are quite a few people with dash cams, so they could get it. And sometimes I get contacted by people we do, saying, what do I do with it? Um, would you just advise that they, 
they contact the department, uh, the the council then, and speak to someone in environmental services or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Submit it through to your local local council for them to 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 review and go through, and hopefully then at that point you'll get some feedback on on, on what outcomes has been able to be taken. Um, as you've already stated within this, there is some councils that have a zero tolerance when it comes to enforcement, um, and being that the civil penalty is for littering from vehicle. Um, I think last time I checked, there was there was a lot less of the litter from vehicle FPNs been issued than there has been of the fixed penalty type for witnessing litter. Um, so I'm sure there's a lot of education that needs to be happen around uh, littering from vehicles um, that that can come. Obviously, the the pandemic's hit through yeah. 2020, um, which the, that legislation would have probably picked up uh, a great deal. Um, but the, the pandemic has hit. Yeah. Um, as we're on the pandemic, what have you seen, what effects have you seen to litter uh, that the pandemic has had? I guess there's uh, less people going away, we're all holidaying yeah. locally more. Yeah. Have you seen that that's had a, a, a detrimental effect uh, to, to littering uh, around uh, around the country from, from the councils and the councillors that you speak to? And it depends where the councils are, I think, actually. I think we've all seen, and we did last summer, and we will no doubt see it again from now on inwards with the, uh, during the course of the summer, the, with the weather getting better. Places like Bournemouth and Brighton, those sort of councils, which have got these huge beaches, you know, get descended upon by sort of swarms of people. It's like locusts turning up. And, of course, when they leave, the place looks an absolute... Mess. Mess. Yeah. How shall I? Sorry, I was struggling there to <laughs> think of the right word without being a bit rude. But yeah, it looks a mess. Yeah. And people left stuff left, right and centre. So and I know I've, I've spoken to both Bournemouth and Brighton and Hove and, and other councils besides Blackpool would probably be in that case and others. One's particularly by the seaside. So, of course, as you say, people have stayed at home and that means there's been huge numbers of people in places like Devon and Cornwall as well, etc. So that's been that's been a consequence. And it the good side of that is that the national media have picked up on this mm -hmm. and, and, and it's helped elevate the issue of litter. Yeah, It really has helped. And, and actually, it's one of the things I've seen since I started the campaign. It used to be nigh on impossible to get the national media interested. Now they're really interested. And they literally are. There was a thing on Channel 4 News a couple of nights ago about the Lake District, actually, and about even, even in a beautiful national park like the D Lake District, going trekking up the uh, mountains there, there's still loads of litter. And they have their own Lake District sort of bloggers or whatever who go around walking and picking up litter. So it's it's a problem absolutely everywhere. It's not just on beaches. It's it's everywhere. But uh, this is why I just say I think this is why we need cultural change in this country because it's it's damaging our country. And we're lucky to live in a beautiful country, and we just can't have any tolerance of this. And our government has been too weak for too long. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right there, and you, you talk about um, the the press changing over the eighteen months. I, I mean, from from our point of view, being you know enforcing, sending stuff yeah. out um, over the last eighteen months, we've definitely seen a change from from where it would normally be a case of, well, why are you doing this? To you know, to, over this weekend, this many fixed penalty notices been issued for litter, dog fouling, you mm, know, mm. And, and other offences. Uh, and and the media and and for that reason the public's attitude seems to be changing to to, to littering across the ball. So mm. I hope that can go up. But whilst we're on media and what that can do, yeah, I mean, do do you think there can be more done 
you know, for, for me, I know when we sit down in the evening with my my children and the wife, you 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 have TV and and we sit there and you'll you'll have, you know, ninety five percent of of cigarette whites ends up onto the floor. It becomes a, a huge issue for for clearance for for all sorts. Um, do you think there could be more done in the way of um, TV viewing and and radio viewing to make it? more unacceptable in the eyes of the public instead of actually just seeing it as a, a byproduct of what we do? Well, really what we'd like to see is a uh, fully comprehensive, multifaceted national behavioural change campaign. That's what we want to see. That's what we told the government a number of years ago. Unfortunately, DEFRA and their infinite wisdom, inverted commas, have gone for what I describe as the amateur greenwashing version. And uh, let me be the first to break this news and this, you've got this as an exclusive because we have just finished um, a major survey which was done by a very well-known, respected opinion polling company called Servation. And we spoke to over a 1,000 people, uh, representative age, demographics throughout the UK. And we asked them, we asked them, are you aware of a national anti-litter campaign by the government? And what we found was that 94% of people couldn't name it. Wow. That's a, that's a big figure. 94%. And it's just, we did that because we've been telling DEFRA for a long time that what they've been doing has been a cataclysmic failure. And uh, that's part of what we do, Clean Up Britain. We hold the government's feet to the fire because we don't want them to see them failing, but they are failing. They're constantly failing. They're not doing the right things. And the fine issues, one, we've talked about that, enforcement, education. Um, but really what we need to see is a highly effective national behavioural change campaign. And as I mentioned, I've, I've run over two dozen myself. I know what a good one looks like. I know DEFRA's looks like the bottom of League Division 10. And um, unfortunately, they don't like to hear that. But again, it's something that we can say. We live in a free society. I don't mind criticising the government. Jeremy Paxman doesn't mind criticising the government. We, t we, we hold them to truth, which is not always you know, a strong suit for politicians. Thanks, John, for joining us today. It's been a fas fascinating discussion, um, and I'm sure we'll discuss a lot of other options soon. Um, for anyone that's viewing and watched today, where can they find you? They can just go to our website, which is just www.cleanupbritain.org. And uh, they'll find lots of information there, or they can email me at john.reed at cleanupbritain.org, or find us on Twitter at, uh, at cleanupbritain. But thanks very much indeed for inviting me. It's fantastic having this chat with you, John. And uh, as you say, sometimes I've got some forceful views. Hopefully your, um, your viewers won't mind those too much there. And again, if you want to learn anything more about Kingdom LA support, go to www.kingdom.co.uk forward slash LAS. Thank you very much for joining us for our podcast today. If you'd like to learn more, then please visit our website, www.kingdom.co.uk. You can learn about us and all of our partners. Or if you'd like to find myself and Michael, you can find us on LinkedIn and the details will come up next. Thank you again. <laughs>